welcome to Football After Dark Preview Friday. I'm your host, Adjusby. Today, I'm joined by number one Chiefs fan, Matt Dustman. Hello. And he only plays Hades, Corey Clements. That's me. So today we're going to kick things off. Uh, sort of similar like we did last Friday, except this time... I do not have uh, a mega cringe uh, script wrote out. Wasn't sure how much I actually liked it, so I didn't replicate it this time. Alrighty, all right then. So instead, I've just uh, I've just got the good old ESPN injury report pulled up, and we'll go from there on that one. Okay, so from the Arizona Cardinals. Who might not have a game this week? Who might not have a game this week? Because, you know, COVID. Not too much crazy going on with them. We just have Jordan Phillips and Chris Banjo. uh, Both questionable. Um, But uh, they were both just limited participants, so they might be coming back in time for their game. Especially if it gets delayed. True. Uh Uh-huh. So Julio Jones, he's uh he's limited messing around with his hamstring at practice today. And uh they're just kind of taking him, they said one step at a time to see where he's gonna end up. Mm-hmm. So he may play if if he does most likely in a limited capacity. Just having that problems with that hammy. Calvin Ridley has been also struggling with a thigh injury. He was limited at practice. Questionable to play. And then, you know, for the for the Falcons, the, the rest of their defense is all questionable. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> They're a uh, little sketch, bro. Yeah, they've been a little sketch all season, evidently. It's true. Except in the first half. Lamar Jackson is questionable. Mm-hmm. Um, um. Oh. Sorry, I took a bite of food. <laughs> I just woke up. I saw a tweet um, a little bit ago that he practiced today. So he's been questionable. He didn't practice for two days, but he practiced today. So he looks okay to play. All right. Yeah, sorry. I don't know when. I don't know when you saw that. Yeah, he I mean, like, here's the, here's the update. So Jackson was participating in Friday's practice with no limitations. Yep, but until but up till then he hadn't practiced for two days, so it didn't look good. But you know, oh, well, that's good to hear. At least on the starting quarterback, uh, Mark Andrews was a limited participant in practice. He's also been a limited participant in games, but. A, yeah, up until last week. Right. Stupid. <laughs> leads, leads tight ends and touchdowns. Disappears in 2020. It's because I drafted him, Justin. I drafted him in almost all my leagues. Yep, that'll do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
And Chris Moore, they're sort of starting to break out wide receiver. Is uh is also questionable limited practice uh with a thigh slash finger injury. Marcus Peter is also questionable. Jimmy Smith is questionable. That's two two of their good corners. Not good. Then the Nick Boyle also didn't participate. Their other tight end. They're just bleeding. They got mm. some loose ends there. Just slightly. Just slightly. And the Buffalo Bills. Zach Moss still struggling with this toe injury. Listed as questionable. John Brown was limited at uh, today's practice. So hopefully, hopefully he'll get back into shape. He's essential for that receiving core. And Tredavious White, their, one of their star cornerbacks, um, has a back injury and uh, has been able to, unable to practice for the second straight day this week. Huh. Yeah. yeah, it's all pretty spooky. Not something you want to see. Especially, like, how impactful Tredavious White is on the field. Right. And then you got, uh, Brian Winters, one of their guards. He was, he, he went out during the Raiders game with an injury, and, uh, he's still questionable to play today. Panthers only have one injury. It's Eli Apple. He is out with a hammy. Uh oh! You're saying Christian McCaffrey? You're saying Christian McCaffrey's back? It's one new injury. Yeah, but like this doesn't this doesn't count players who are on IR. This is just questionable and out because we know players who are on IR are on IR. Yeah, no, I forgot he's on IR. But I also like IR this year is all weird. Like someone can go to IR, but then they can come back in three weeks. So probably going to be like that for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. On the Cincinnati Bung Bung, Bengi Bung, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mackenzie Alexander, the cornerback, is doubtful. Um, he has a rib injury. Joe Mixon is questionable. He has he has a shin injury. Looks like seems like they're going day by day on that sucker. It would be so much in Joe Mixon fashion if he comes off his giant career game and then misses the next game. That would be extremely Joe Mixon. I, yeah. He's an anomaly. Yeah. I, I, don't know what to, I don't know what to think about him. He's going to be good for like 10 games a year and then he's going to be injured for three and then he's not going to be good for three. And then we have Geno Atkins and Jonah Williams, both questionable. Uh, Jonah Williams is a shoulder injury. Nothing listed for Geno Atkins. And the Cleveland Browns. They got quite a long list going into the game here. Adrian Claiborne, Carl Joseph, Odell Beckham Jr., Kareem Hunt, and Sheldon Richardson are all questionable. That's not good. Wow. Is what 
what's going on with the Nick Chubb injury? I haven't. He's on IR. Okay. Yeah, they're saying he's he's probably going to be out for six to seven weeks or whatever. Yes. Missed it during the week, I guess. I know it was a bad injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty bad. But I'm sure they have more than a... Their ground game looked good, even without him, so I'm sure they'll be okay. Oh, yeah. That's why they have Kareem Hunt. So. Be fresher for November. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Odell, um, he had a toe injury. Um, he was only doing individual drills today, so don't know how he's going to be doing. And Kareem Hunt has a groin injury, and he was limited participant in practice as well. That's two big keys of the offense, especially last week. It seems like they're bringing Odell much more into the fold. That's scary. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I, any injuries that are always questionable that don't make much sense, I'm always iffy on. We'll see what happens. Yeah. It'll be interesting. All right, and the Cowboys. Tyron Smith is out. Um. Oh, apparently, just Mike McCarthy just said that he's out for the season now. Yeah. Put on he's- IR going on. He's getting a neck surgery. Ugh. Yeah. Joe Looney, their center, is also out. And Tyrone Crawford and Doris Armstrong, both defensive ends, are questionable. On the Broncos, Drew Locke is, uh, is questionable. He has a chance to play. The game is on Monday. That up-to-date. Noah Fant is doubtful. He has, he's still struggling with an ankle injury. And uh, KJ Hamler, one of the receivers, is, uh, is out for their game. Not too crazy. On the Lions, CJ Moore, Hunter Bryant, and Desmond Trufant. All questionable. The only one that has anything listed as Trufant, he has a hamstring. On the Packers, uh, Josiah DeGara, which I think is... Uh, a rookie tight end? If I remember correctly? Might be. I don't recognize the name. Pretty sure that's our rookie. Um, for Green Bay? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's your rookie. Yeah, he tore his ACL, so he's out for, he's out for the year. Who would have guessed the Packers rookie tight end getting hurt? Seems like it happens every year. Couldn't be me. That's okay. They got that Tanya that came out of fucking nowhere. I'm sure he's going to have three more touchdowns on the season. I'm sure. Uh, well, yeah, because I'm not going to play against him ever again. <laughs> <laughs> and Marcinis Lewis, Rashawn Gary, Kenny Clark, Devontae Adams, and Shane Sullivan, all questionable. It looks like Devontae may play. He wanted to play last week, right. but then like the team kept well, he, him out, so we'll see. He's on... Uh, by this week. So, if he plays, I'm gonna be amazed. <laughs> yeah, well, sorry, I, I meant coming out right. here, but yeah, I, I figured their plan with him going into this was just to because he's he wanted to play last week, but I think they wanted to be cautious and just give him the extra week off. And Realistically, I see what off. being see what being extra cautious did for them. 
it, it probably worked out because look on the other side, Julio was like, yeah, throw Julio out there, reaggravates the injury, doesn't play in the second half. Right. You want to, with your star players like that, it's almost the best thing you can do is if you're on a hot streak, just to keep them out for a week if you have your bye week coming up. If you're cold, I think that's when you consider it because you're looking for that spark. But if you're if you're running hot, then I would try yeah, to settle. Especially if you're running as hot as the Packers offense is like... You, you could take that. You could take that chance, and it worked out for them. They were only playing the Falcons, who have a shitty defense anyway. So, exactly. Texans have uh, Jordan Atkins, their one tight end, questionable. Um, Laramie Tunsil is also questionable, but no designation. Huh. All right. Well, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with him. Yes, we'll have to see. Yeah. On the Colts, uh, Anthony Walker, their linebacker, is questionable with an ankle. TJ Carey, cornerback with a hamstring. Darius Leonard is still questionable with a groin, which is a big hit if he doesn't play. Mm-hmm. This is the number one defense we're talking about. Now they're missing a couple of their best players. Yeah. Playing against the 3-1 Cleveland Browns team. The number one rushing attack in the NFL, Cleveland Browns, where, like, if they don't have their best players, Cream Hunt's going to run train on them all game. Right. And then he's questionable. Mm-hmm. But, like, man, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of key injuries this week. On the Jags, uh, Daniel Ekwale, their young defensive tackle, is uh, questionable. LaVisca uh, Chenault, uh, they're... Their one receiver is got Scott Hammy. CJ Henderson's out. Mike's questionable with the shoulder. Josh Allen and Miles Jack are questionable. Will Richardson is questionable. And Cam Robinson. Two offensive tackles out. All questionable for the game. Uh that's a beat up that's some beat up lines there. For Jacksonville. Especially when it already gets attacked so much. On the Raiders. Uh, Darren Waller is questionable with a knee. Brian Edwards, I thought, think caught a few passes last week for them correctly. Uh, he's got a, he's got a foot injury. He's questionable. Then uh, Malik Collins, the defensive tackle, uh, he had a shoulder. He's still designated as questionable. He left with a shoulder injury on the game on Sunday, and there hasn't been any updates since then. I guess. And their safety, Lamarcus Joyner, it has the literally the same exact designation. So no updates on him yet. All right, all right. <laughs> I have no clue. It's either the, this is either the team's fault and not reporting it, or ESPN's fault for not updating it. I don't know which one. We're rolling with it though. Fair enough. Now the Chargers, some really big ones here. Joey Bosa is questionable with an ankle injury and tricep injury. Mike Williams is still questionable with a ham- hammy. He was not practicing. Um, Tyrod Taylor still has his still has his injury, but he's also been officially benched. 
So he's now the backup. Austin Eckler is confirmed out. The eight with the hamstring injury he's been battling for last week now. And then Trey Turner and Brian Bulaga, both offensive linemen, are questionable as well. Chargers never have offensive line injuries. I, not never. Yeah, they always struggle with offensive line injuries, so they went and got Brian Bulaga from the Packers after they dropped him. An offensive tackle that we cut because he was always hurt. Great. Great job, Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> On the Rams! Yeah, Troy Hill cornerback is lim uh, limited practice with an ankle. Um, Bobby Evans is questionable. Kenny Young, the linebacker, is questionable with a knee. So is Micah Kaiser with a groin. On the Dolphins, Jakeem Grant. Questionable, uh, but not for, for an undisclosed reason. So, um, Malcolm Perry, running back, did not practice. Shaq Lawson, young defensive end. Shoulder slash illness in is questionable. On the Vikings, got Eric Kendricks. The foot injury is listed as questionable. Patriots. Julian Edelman is uh, still battling a knee injury. He's questionable going into this week as well. And uh, Isaiah Wynn, Adam Butler, and Shaq Mason are also all questionable with no designation. On the Saints, got another chunky list this week, uh, but no more outs, all questionables. Got Janoris Jenkins uh, with a shoulder, Malcolm Jenkins with a knee, Arshon Lattimore with a hammy, uh, Deontay Harris with a hamstring, Jared Cook with a groin, Michael Thomas uh, still battling his ankle injury, but he's back to practice limited. So maybe not this week, but... Uh, Almost for sure next week we'll be getting Michael Thomas back. He won't be back next week. No, you don't think so? No, because we'll be on by. Oh, well, never mind. I don't know when the Saints bye week was. Okay, so yeah, they're definitely probably similar to Devontae Adams. A little limited practice this week. Let him run through the bye week and bring him back. Marcus Davenport's questionable. No designation. And Ryan Ramscheck, I think I said that right, mm -hmm. has a concussion. Offensive tackle. So, he hasn't, that hasn't been an update for him uh, since Sunday, though, so I don't know if he's clear or not. Hopefully he gets that extra, he gets that extra day for the Monday night game, so we'll see. Yeah. It usually takes about five days for concussion protocol, so we'll see. All right, on the Giants, we've got Tyler Fackrell, Jabril Peppers. Um, Adrian Colbert, safety, and uh, Shane Zim Zimnis, I think. I don't know. I'm not bad at that name. Uh, all questionable. <laughs> Zimmins? I don't know. Spell weird. X I M N I E S. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> on the Jets. We have Rashad Perryman, battling an ankle, questionable. Jordan Jenkins, questionable. Chris Hogan, 
has a rib slash knee injury. He is also questionable. Sam Darnold is confirmed out with the shoulder injury. Flacco time, baby. Flacco time, baby. I like they. I like it matters at this point. They've basically already lost the season. Mikai Becton, an offensive tackle. Um, he attempted to play the injury. He wasn't able to finish the game on Sunday. He still is battling that shoulder injury. Bless Austin, cornerback, is also questionable with a calf. On the Eagles, Sean Jackson uh, is uh, proposed to be a game-time decision for Sunday's game. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey is confirmed out. Uh, Ronnie McLeod, safety, is questionable with a hammy. Fonte Maddox, cornerback, is questionable with an ankle. And Lane Johnson, their great offensive tackle, is, uh, uh, Doug Peterson said that his ankle injury will linger and, quote, he's going to have to play through it. Oh? That's what Doug Peterson said. Um. All right. I'm not really liking Doug Peterson this year. No. Yeah, he's kind of, I don't, I don't know what's gotten into him. He's making some weird decisions. I wonder if they're not allowed to have vanilla ice cream after their meetings now because of COVID. <laughs> Go with the possible. Get them all riled up. On Pittsburgh, <laughs> On Pittsburgh Steelers, both Watts are questionable. One with a D. TJ, and then the Derek has a hammy. And then Marcus Allen, linebacker, is also questionable. Not too bad for the Steelers there this week. San Francisco 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo is questionable, but he's expected to start as long as he successfully makes it through practice today. I don't know how that's going for him. Handsome Jimmy, as Kittle likes to call him. <laughs> Raheem Mostert uh, practiced at a limited part, limited capacity. He might he might be playing here in probably another game time decision. Keller Witherspoon, quarterback, uh, is also limited. Manuel Mosley, cornerback, did not practice. Dre Greenlaw, linebacker, practice limited. Quan uh, Williams has an ACL sprain, so he might be placed on an IR. But right now he's doubtful. Dante Johnson, quarterback, had a groin injury, but played through it, and now he's listed as questionable. And Ezekiel Anza, defensive end, had a bicep tear, so he is out. Oof. On the on the, uh, the Seahawk bird team, Will Disley was. Uh, they're tight end that they liked a lot. Uh, it's limited with an Achilles injury. Quentin Dunbar, the cornerback, has a knee injury, limited. Bobby Wagner, linebacker, also limited with a rib injury. Carlos Hyde, also limited with a shoulder injury. Akil Griffin was limited with a shoulder injury. And Jamal Adams is confirmed out with a groin injury. That's a big deal. Hey. He's been, like, at least their entire, like, 
pass rush, basically. Any kind of pass rush they could assemble, it was just Jamal Adams going in there. He's, he's such like a big-time player, it's a big hit for them. Um, only one update I wanted to provide with the Bucks. Uh, Vita Vea apparently broke his leg during the game last night. Vita broke an ankle. Yikes! That is not good. Yeah, he was having a career year. Yeah. Uh, so far, he was a big stopgap for that Bucks defense there in the center of their line. It'll be interesting. Well, I mean, I guess we saw a little bit of that considering they lost to Nick Foles. Yeah, Nick Foles was able to come down for the game-winning drive. Nick Foles knew it wasn't fourth down. Oh, man. Tom Brady was just counting the Bears' wins. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You know, the Bears are 4-1, and and their point differential on the season is plus 5. Man, like I, it's disgusting. They, they are the they are this year's Green Bay Packers because we all know the Packers last year were the most sus thirteen and three team in NFL history. That's the Bears this year. I, I think it's worse with the Bears. If I'm being honest, mm. at least the Packers had like an efficient offense. And the Bears don't have an efficient defense. He saw Cooper Mac last night. He was eating. Yeah, it's a good defense. Mac looked good last night, but he hasn't looked as good as he did like the last couple of years. Well, he's had his highest defensive grading this year. He just wasn't getting sacks. He had like a 92 defensive rating so far this year. Mm. But he's just, you know, he just wasn't putting up those sack numbers. So I don't think he had one, actually. So, and then he came out last night and just dominated Tom Brady. Yeah, he did. Tristan, uh, Tristan Wirfs that dominated Joey Bosa last week. And we just seen Lil Mac just throw Tristan Wirfs down on the ground Dude, after the play was over. That poor kid. Imagine, like, coming into the NFL, fucking young, young old lineman. Like, all right, so your first few weeks, you're going to have to get the fuck beaten out of you by Joey Bosa. You're going to have to get the fuck beaten out of you by all, every good line, every good lineman in the NFL here. Well, you got, last week he did really good against Joey. He, he did. He Joey Bosa, and then he probably, you know, as Dak Prescott was, would say, he's too busy sniffing himself. And then gets uh, shit canned by... Mac the next week. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting. But I, I, I imagine it's super hard to uh, block Khalil Mack, so. Oh, yeah. I'm sure, he, I'm sure he beats the shit out of almost any offensive lineman he comes across. So, almost done here. Two teams left. Uh, the Tennessee Titans, A.J. Brown. Um, you know, has a knee. Questionable. Not like they're going to fucking play because everybody just keeps getting COVID on that team, so fuck them. Oh my god. They had uh, no new COVID positive tests today, which is good. But, That's uh, cool. They still have 22 players that tested positive. Who are they going to field for their game on Tuesday? Right. Uh, but the other thing about that is uh, both the Patriots and Tennessee had uh, people that have had 
high high risk contact with players that have tested positive. Mm-hmm. Wait, 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 what do you mean? Uh, they they use these little tracking things on their wrist. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, both player or players on both teams have people that are at high risk of having contracted it, even though it hasn't if it hasn't showed up yet. Oh, okay, okay. That's that's what it's there to track to see, like who, like if somebody tests positive, they can go and look to see who they've been around and who's like at a higher risk because of it. Hmm. Mm. More team in the Washington Football Variety. Um, Greg Stroman, cornerback, uh, has a foot injury. He's ruled out. Marcus Baugh. It's undisclosed something and is ruled out as well. Chase Young it was uh, listed as questionable. Uh, he was very limited in practice, so I doubt he's going to play this week. And then uh, Holcomb, linebacker, is questionable as well. And I got Wes Schweitzer, which I don't know who that is. He's a guard. He's questionable. That's the whole list. That's the whole list. Oh my god, it's over. It's a lot. Yeah, the NFL's fucked up right now. Everybody's getting hurt. Oh, thank God it's over. I'm going to shorten that shit down. In the future. There's so many dead people in the NFL. There's too many injuries. Yeah, I just got to fucking like, bring that shit down next time. I think uh, in my, I was thinking this beforehand, if we like, kind of like put the injuries in as we're talking about the games. Okay, we can do that. I'm we might be able to do it like that. Um, so yeah, like, preface, let's get to the games. Uh, we got Carolina Panthers at the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons have two points on the Panthers. With For some reason. Yeah, with a 53 and a half uh, line. This is the Carolina offense that's been hot and the Atlanta out. The offense that's been hot. It's just going to be. I think I would definitely take the over on this game, but it might also just be a trap game, you know. Uh, because it's a division game, I get a little weary. I know that overs are now like above 60% on the season or something like that. And yeah. and it's just, they're starting to catch up. You're seeing a lot of over, you're seeing a lot of lines at above 50 points now. Mm-hmm. When it used to be like 48 was like, it's a little high for me. But now you're seeing the average line above 50. I I feel like it's got to regress to the mean at some point, and, and once like you know bookmakers and shit catch up, uh, I feel like I don't know if this is going to be the exact week to start going for unders, but like for this particular game itself, I would personally lean towards the under because it's a divisional matchup. I don't. I, I feel like. When you're in divisional matchups, they're not always as high scoring as they are. I mean, this is just anecdotal or personal belief, so I could be just talking out my ass. But I just feel like because the teams play each other harder, you see a little bit more defense at times. Right. I, I can feel that, but the other part of me is saying this is a Carolina that's defense that's trotting out all these rookies. They might not have like developed that like hard play like feeling yet because they haven't played the Falcons scene yet. And then they're, you know, they're not like ticked off. They have to play them. And then the Falcon, these are 
they got a lot of injuries over there on their defensive side. So I could see it go either way. And yeah, that's no, fair. Um, yeah, uh, I definitely, I, I could see Carolina covering this game. The way that Teddy's been hot with Robbie Anderson. Uh, their run game hasn't lost too much of a step yet with uh, Mike Davis. And we could see that. We could see the Christian McCaffrey uh, injury start to impact them maybe a little bit more. But I, I think this Falcons team is just in their head now and could easily drop this game to the Panthers. I think it's I, I I can't believe that they're they have the two points. I don't know where that even comes from. You, you, you like Panthers feel like a shoe in. That's the only thing I can think of is just because they're the home team. And maybe people aren't sold on the Panthers yet. Which I I'm not saying that I am, but I'm just I, I'm sold on their offense at least. Well, their defense is, you know, their defense is starting to pull it together. Like uh, yeah, in their first two games, they allowed 67 points, didn't get a sack. And the two games since then, they've only given up 37 points and they're starting to get pressure. You know, they had that big sack fumble last week t- for that got returned for a touchdown. So like if they can keep that momentum going, I'm not saying they're going to be like a great defense, but like, they could be decent. Yeah, I, I think the I think the Panthers can. I think they're starting to get hot now, which is a good time to really start like ramping it up. Once you're already, you know, like in a quarter way into the season, you're getting into the deep, deep parts of it. You start getting hot now. It'll carry you a long ass time. Here comes Matt's lock of the week with the Kansas City getting 12 points against the Raiders in Kansas City with a 55-point line. Whew. Damn. Whew. That's looking forward to this. I don't know, man. It, it's... <sighs> we have blown out the Raiders the last, like, four times we played them, I think. Mm-hmm. So, like, other than that one Thursday night game a few years ago, we, we tend to blow them out. Yeah, I think you can take the Chiefs minus 11. And all the people talking to Derek Carr again, I want to be legitimate, and then he'll get slapped. Tyron Matthew will pick the ball off twice. <laughs> yeah, I... I don't know. I think the defense, Chiefs defense is a top five NF scoring defense right now. So they're kind of, they're eating big time. I just, I don't, oh, look at that. There's a spread. Well, 57% of, 57% of betters are on Vegas or on Vegas, which is kind of insane. Yeah. 61% are betting the over on 56. I think we shut their I think the I think like the final score of this game is going to be like 28-10 or something like that. So like I I would bet the under on this one too. There's no way I can bet over 56. That's it, the over under being 56 is absolutely asinine to me. But again, because overs are 61% on the season, 
they have to go that way. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard to think that a top five defense in the league is gonna allow a point total to go up to fifty five. Right. Now I say that, but uh, last week almost all the one o'clock games hit sixty. So like. I, I it just seems asinine, but I get, but it, it is sort of the nature of the beast with this season this year. Okay, uh, moving on, we have the game that might not happen: uh, Arizona in New York versus the Jets. Uh, they're giving Arizona eight points. Uh, there is no point total from my page because of. Uh, the Jets having a positive test this morning. Oh, uh, that uh, that came back like in the last hour as a false positive, so it's actually a negative. There, nobody's nobody has it. That's but, great. Yeah, so the game should be on. All right. So, only thing I have here is a. Uh, I have I have an over under at forty seven. Okay, I would. I could see that. I would hit the over on that. I think this is a bounce back game for Kyler. We might see a might be a multiple touchdown game for Hopkins, or we might see uh, the Kenyon Drake explosion that everybody's been waiting for. Um, but other than that, I don't think there's anything to talk about on the Jets side. Not really. Adam Gase is still the head coach, especially with Darnold. The only thing that is an interesting wrinkle is you don't have broken spirit. Darnold, his spiritual advisor, has kept him out. And now you have Joe Flacco coming in. You're telling me Joe Flacco has a better spirit than Sam Darnold? He might, dude. Joe Flacco, you know, his spiritual advisor. (laughs) Joe Flacco. His spiritual advisor is channeling uh, Joe Flacco's playoff chakra. <laughs> so you might get a playoff Flacco. All right, Joe, it's the Super Bowl. What? We're going we're gonna to cut the power to the electricity. You're going to get an extra hour to think in the middle of the game. It's going to work, Joe. You'll win this one. But I, I just feel like it's a perfect storm. I could see Joe Flacco saving Adam Gase's job for another week by winning a football game. That would be fucking hilarious. I would, I would consider killing myself. I would consider it. <laughs> Damn, dude! But sit through another week of Adam Gase coached football. It'd be tough to swallow. Uh, moving on, Pittsburgh's favored by seven against the Eagles with a forty-four and a half line. This is a top defense against an offense that until last week was struggling. Like, the Steelers had a bye week already. They're going to be fresh. I don't know. I don't. It's going to be interesting. I mean, I think the Steelers are going to win. It seems like. If the division gets its third win this week, it, I don't think it's going to be from the Eagles. No, not really. The Steelers' mantra so far early in the season has been beating up on bad teams. 
the combined record of the three teams that the Steelers have beaten so far are like two and twelve or two and eleven or something like that. So, you know, the Steelers have shown the penchant that they can beat bad teams. So this defense is just going to eat again. Once with nobody to throw to is going to get sacked probably four to five times. And I could see him trying to airball something out and throwing a pick or two. Yeah. The only thing that could like maybe potentially help the Eagles is if, if they keep, if they keep their play calling different, I think they've trying. I think maybe it's the lack of the vanilla ice cream, but they, they because they because they don't have it after their practices. Doug Peterson is trying to make their offense too vanilla and keeping Wentz in the pocket as a pocket passer, where he does better when he rolls outside and extends plays. I love this. Um, yeah, I, I think this is Steelers all day. Um, I could see Eagles maybe keeping it close if their defense could uh, stop Pittsburgh's air game. But I, I probably, I'd probably take the Steelers at seven points. So I'm not, I'm not going to be surprised if uh, they do cover the. Let's see here if I go. Yeah, it wouldn't the... surprise me either, really. Oh yeah, the seventy-four percent of people are betting on the Steelers this game, so they're the popular bet for sure. Boop boop. Um, we got the Rams in Washington. Rams got a touchdown and an extra point on this forty-six and a half point line. Uh. This I I don't I don't like Kyle Allen. Yeah, I don't like him either. Don't trust him. Don't like him. And I I think they're going to get massacred by Sean McVay. Sean McVay is going to flex a little bit, and I think this is going to be a blowout. I hope so. Uh, picked up Goff in my fantasy league last week. I have a good game against that Giants defense. Got one touchdown. Great. Hell yeah. Hopefully this is a bounce back game for the Rams offense. Um, But yeah, Kyle Allen. If it was Alex Smith, I consider them covering, but I'm just not. I'm not comfortable with Alex Smith playing right no. now for what happened last time. I know he's clear for all football activities and everything, but I'm just. I don't know, man. The guy wants to play. I hope he gets a shot. I, I, I like him to get a shot. Too, but I, I don't want it. Right. I'm not ready. I'm not mentally prepared to see him go back out on the football field under center. Well, then just hope Kyle Allen doesn't get hurt because Alex Smith is the number two on the depth chart now. Haskins got demoted to three. And, like Alex Smith is going to be in pads on the sideline this week. 
wild to think about. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on. We got the divisional game. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals at the Ravens. Uh, 15.5 point line. Uh, they gave Baltimore 13 points. It's all going to depend on if Joe Burrow can keep up with Lamar Jackson. I think we're going to see with their Ravens injuries on their secondary. I think we're probably going to see them Ravens blitz even more in their uh, blitz packages. And it's just going to be if Joe could pick up on those blitzes fast enough and get the ball out safely to his receivers. I think can happen. I, I, I don't see Cincinnati getting blown out in this game. I, again, I, obviously, I feel like I could be wrong. Is it like that 13 points just feels, or 15 points, whatever you said, 13. feels super sus. There's just something sus about it. I would probably stay away from this game, but at the same time, like the Bengals are very like, wow. Yeah, I'm not sure how to feel about it, because like, on one hand... See the you could probably see the the Ravens like popping off, but like man, NC's offense has been on fire. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's just gonna it's gonna be up to Burrow getting the ball out quick uh, with that line in front of him and the blitz package coming right at him. I I would take it. I I. I I'm infatuated with Burrow enough at this point that I'd still, I still believe. That's fair. Moving on. Got Jacksonville Jaguars versus the newly head coach, uh, Romeo Cannell in Houston. Uh, Houston has five and a half points on Jacksonville with the 54 and a half point line. Uh, um, no, man, I feel like I'm taking Jacksonville in this game. Hmm. I feel like I'm taking Jacksonville in this game. Well, of course, it, no, actually on the spread, 59% of people are picking Houston, but the money line is 88% Jacksonville. Very interesting. Hmm. I mean, Romeo Cornell's not a good coach. He's not a good coach at all. I feel bad that he's the interim that they're stuck with for the rest of the year. Um, I don't. You might see the Texans rally and fight hard just to show that they didn't need Bill O'Brien or that Bill O'Brien was the problem. I don't know. But I don't I even want to. I don't, I don't see it happening this week. I think you'll see some fight out of them. Maybe they do win. Maybe Deshaun Watson lights it up because he's like, ah, fuck you, Bob. This is the this is the ten foot pole. Get it the fuck away from me. Football game. I I'm yeah. not touching this one. Yeah, I don't like it. At least we get to see two great quarterbacks play each other. Um, no, this is true. It should be a good game, irregardless. Right. Division game. 
Find quarterbacks. We'll see. It is what it is. The first of our four o'clock games, we got Miami in San Francisco. Uh, I'm taking Miami. San Fran has a nine point advantage with a 51 and a half line. Miami's been close in most of their games this season. As long as Fitzpatrick doesn't throw an interception, um, with as hurt as that 49ers defense still is, I think this is an easy, easy, easy Dolphins bet. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty big of a gap there. Um, that's kind of all I have to say about that one. Yeah, how much to say about that one? I, I, I just don't think. I don't know. I don't. If, if Garoppolo comes back, I don't think it's even close. We'll see. We got the Colts in Cleveland um, with the zero point zero line on ESPN. Yeah, it's like an exact pick'em right now. Yeah, uh, with the forty-eight point. Line. I'm with the taking injuries, Browns in the yeah. under. Yeah, with the this injuries is like, this to is a defense. Indy. Sorry, sorry, Justin, go ahead. So with the injuries to Indy, um, if they carry on through Sunday, which it looks like they might, I feel like uh, Cleveland can take advantage of that. And they're running, no. uh, and the running attack will still like be strong. You're going to have two good defenses going against each other. Philip Rivers is good for an interception or two. Browns play control the clock with that running game, attack the weak sides of the Colts defense where the injuries have hurt them. They can control the clock a little better. I'm taking the Browns. I think it will be a close game. So I obviously that's what Vegas thinks too, because it's they have them as pick them. Um, but yeah, I, I would I would pick Cleveland to win this game, and I'm taking the under because of the defenses and the fact that Cleveland's a running team. I. I don't foresee. I know forty-seven, but I, I, I still think I'd take the under on this one. Yeah, same. Sounds good to me. We have the Giants in Dallas with a eight and a half point line for Dallas. The uh, fifty-four point line. I don't know. Every quarterback that's played against the Dallas defense looks like an MVP. So this could be Danny Dimes' awakened moment, and like the fact I don't I don't understand how every game Dallas has played has been close this year. I don't understand how they could be eight and a half point favorites. You you got to take the Giants. You just you just have to. Yeah, I agree. You just can't. Their defense has been so lackluster that even even good old Danny Dimes could probably make it happen. I agree. Uh, Minnesota in Seattle. Uh, Seattle's favored by seven. Yes. Seattle's going to blow them out. I'm taking Seattle and that shit. Fuck the Vikings, bro. With a 57 point over. Yep. Taking the over, too. Fuck the Vikings. Yeah, because Seattle doesn't have the best defense, so Kirk Cousins might eat a little bit. But, like, Russell Wilson's going to be cooking. No. Primetime game for Kirk. That's true. You got to break out the Kirk Cousins primetime game equation. Yeah, I, I, for, 
We have to figure that out again. Uh, but man, I mean, there's no fans there, so maybe it doesn't. I don't know. There's too many folds at this point to figure it out. And then we got our first five o'clock Monday. I. Uh, the Patriots are favored by eight points at home against the Broncos. Uh, if Drew Locke doesn't play, I would take Patriots. If Drew Locke plays, I would bet the Broncos. Could to me, this would be the second game. I don't know if Bill said who's starting this week, if it's Stidham or if it's Brian. Yeah, I haven't seen yet. Hopefully he starts Stidham, but like I haven't seen who yet. Yeah, it's... Uh... I mean, they kind of look the same, honestly. It's it's funny that the week after Brian Hoyer for the Patriots thought they had a timeout in the, to go into the second half that Tom Brady also made a knucklehead play by thinking they had an extra play after he just failed a fourth down conversion. <laughs> Um, and then for the Monday night game, uh, we have the Chargers in New Orleans. New Orleans is favored by seven and a half with a 50.5 line. I, I don't know. I think Saints are starting to feel themselves. I think they're starting to get in rhythm. Um, again, it's going to come down to if we can stop getting penalized over and over again for pass interference and giving them uh, goal line possessions. If there's a prop bet for over-under on Hunter Henry having a touchdown this game, I would definitely bet on Hunter Henry having a touchdown this game. I agree with you. Saints have been giving up that same play three weeks in a row. Uh, to the tight end on the goal line. I don't know what's going on with them not being able to recognize that. Just too committed to stopping the run. They haven't let up a 100-yard rusher since... 2017, Samaj P. Ryan. Damn. Yeah. Especially since it was Samaj P. Ryan. <laughs> but, you know, he's, uh, I think Saints, Trey Hendrickson's looking great. Um, see if Cam Jordan can get the ball rolling as a pass rusher. He's been doing good in run defense. And then we'll go from there. And I don't have the lines for the the Tuesday night game for the Tennessee and Buffalo. Do you have that by you, Matt? Yeah. Oh, shit. I actually opened up the wrong app. Ah, it's the wrong game. Stop it. All right. Uh, no, I don't have it. 
my thing doesn't have it. Yeah, there's no odds tab on here. I think they're waiting to see to 100% make sure the game's actually going to get played. Yeah, it's uh, fair. It's, it's, I mean, I have to have no positive test until Tuesday. Until Monday. For it to happen. Um, mm. They didn't have any today, but this isn't the first time we've seen them go a day without a positive test. Uh, and like I said, they've had high-level or high-risk contact since then. So we'll see what's going on. I can put it as taking the bills. I hope we get to see the gameplay. I, I want to see this COVID outbreak to be done with in the NFL. But I think to some, we're definitely going to have some this year. It's unavoidable. And I know it's going to take some people off, but it's just the price we have to pay to have football this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that pretty much covers it. Hell yeah. Another one in the books. Pack it in, boys. No I'm excited for Sunday. No pun intended on either of our parts. Hey. Yeah. yeah. Only pack the books with what you can afford. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I can't afford shit. If you can't want to help me afford shit, go to patreon.com slash everydpod and give us some fucking money. Make sure you uh, follow dude, us on whatever I, podcast I service you're going to go on. We're on Spotify. Don't forget that we're on Spotify. It's a cool place to listen to the podcast. You listen to us there and like us and follow us and shit. I would appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter.com slash FADPOD. We're recording some tweeting some shit. And make sure you use the hashtag FatBotHotTakes. Do we have any? Nope. Well, fuck you guys. I'll talk to you all later. Have a good night. See ya. Bye.